Hi, my loves. I'm Frankie, your neighborhood big sister. And right now, you're listening to the Speak Love, We're Listening podcast, a podcast created to illuminate the words of others who inspire me, where realistic conversations become inspiring words for others. Are you listening? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> We're here for another beautiful episode. I'm excited for it for sure. I am here with Audrey from the Unlocked Podcast. The Unlocked Hello. Podcast, right? Yeah, it's it's just called Unlocked. Really? I thought it was yeah. the Unlocked Podcast. Because I yeah. know for me, I say you have to say the the in the Speak Love We Listening Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Formally, it's just unlocked, but I think in all the like social media thingies, it's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. there's some kind of the or podcast in it for the sake of, yeah. Formality, for sure. But yeah, so we're talking to Audrey today about perfection paralysis um, because um, I guess Audrey realized or like spotted little things about me and my tweets about, you know, maybe I might have a little bit of perfection paralysis paralysis happening you know probably might experience that for sure that is definitely me um and fun fact audrey is a psychotherapist right yes yes what else do you do do, audrey is it just psychotherapy or i see okay i do a lot yeah i'm an adjunct professor i mean as far as what i get paid for i'm an adjunct (laughs) professor right i'm a i mean i prefer to identify myself in a way as a counselor than a mm-hmm. psychotherapist I feel yeah. like counselor captures my vibe more nice. um even though like I don't know but <laughs> so yeah there's that I mean I'm a mom I'm a nice. daughter Beautiful. I'm a friend a sister I'm a Virgo yes yeah. <laughs> and you're September 15th and I'm June 15th so I like the 15th in it I like I reckon I definitely recognize of all the 15th that I'm born with so. oh really interesting yeah. I'll, I'll pay more attention to that of it's some numerology type stuff yes yeah. for sure definitely that's something I look into so was excited to see that your birthday September 15th <laughs> but yeah so we're gonna talk about perfection paralysis of her uh, but I feel like it's just a free therapy session for myself to be honest <laughs> so thank you very much Audrey for helping us uh, you're gonna be helping me and helping many others with this conversation so thank you no problem <laughs> <laughs> so the first question I have for Audrey today is how would you describe perfection paralysis to an eight-year-old so, an eight-year-old oh my yeah. god an eight-year-old that's a very specific that's like oh my god Th- that question is very powerful because my daughter is eight years old Ooh, love it so how yeah. would you describe to your daughter right. what you do yeah oh. like my perfection paralysis I yeah. feel like which is so funny because we have conversation about perfection you and your daughter yeah um she calls me out on the fact that that I she's like why mommy why does it have to be perfect and I'm like oh my god so So now like she she has permission to to be like mommy like you're doing it again um yeah but I so that's kind of how I talk about it with her is like by giving Mm -hmm. her the the permission to hold me accountable for the fact that I'm you doing that adult thing which is needing for something to be a, a specific way instead of letting like the creativity lead or whatever yeah. um 
But from how would I describe it in general? Like if I'm just re- like talking to any kid, would just be, yeah, leading with the mind and not the heart. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think like that that's- making like wanting something to be in a box, exactly how you see it or picture it. No ifs, buts. That's just what you see, and that's what you want to create and bring it into reality. It's like it's very yeah. Tough. I mean, there's there's so many levels of. I I think when I have imagined myself talking about perfection paralysis with you, because I didn't I didn't think about like what you might be asking me, mm-hmm. but I just thought about like what do I think about perfection paralysis, and up until because I I recently just restarted my lock journey, so I just um, cut off my locks like literally 48 hours ago, mm-hmm. so. Before this cutting of the locks, I would have just thought about perfection paralysis very specifically as it relates to um, (laughs) very, very specific as it relates to like being creative, like Mm -hmm. so like as it relates to like me and my podcast or my website that I'm designing or whatever the case may be. Right. But then I I'm able to understand how perfection paralysis also shows up in my life in terms of like how I relate to myself, um, Mm -hmm. what I'm not honest with myself about because I want to give off the image of being put together. Right. Um, right. So like my, the the parts of myself that doesn't, that feels shame for my insecurities or that maybe feels like, you know, let's say like if you're in a a universe, like I failed out of college the first time that I attempted college. Like Mm -hmm. how many people in my life really know that about me? Not a lot, you know? so that is another aspect of perfection paralysis, which is like not just in the creation, the creative mind, but also mm-hmm. in in the authenticity of presentation of self, right? And self-disclosure. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, like a cycle of never getting, never being satisfied with what you're doing for yourself or like constantly judging yourself um, for not being all together, but then you don't really have a definition of being all together. Like, it's yeah. so it's so confusing. I definitely do relate to personally. I do relate to being like Virgo. Um, yes. I will say that it's Virgo. It's yeah, Virgo. It is a lot of Virgo energy. I know a lot of people are crazy on astrology, but I swear, if you describe what Virgo, the essence of Virgo, is for you, that definitely is. It's like a a, a double edged sword because it's a beautiful thing, you know, to always aspire to like make something really really nice or perfect in a sense. But it's also like really draining sometimes. Like, you know, so I would describe Virgo energy not as aspiring towards perfection, but having a strong attunement towards what's imperfect, if that makes sense, right? And so, hmm. to be a healer, which is we are like one of the healers of the zodiac, mm-hmm. in order to fix things, yeah. you must therefore be attuned towards the negativism of what's broken, and so. I have an, an innate eye for what is flawed because of my natural fixing abilities. So mm-hmm. it can turn, turn towards a, a kind of negativism because I can see flaw in everything, right? Um, so yeah, that, that's how I would describe Virgo energy. Like, and I think if, and a Virgo that identifies with astrology would be like, yeah, that's what it is. It's not that I think sh- things should be perfect. It's that I am just always seeing what's wrong. Yeah, something to fix. 
Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. I really love how you worded that because I would have been said it perfect. You know, I always aspire to be perfect, but that is very true. Like you always see, like something could be just a little bit better. Like yes, yeah. you could just change that a bit. Wow, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna go to the next question because I feel like you have started kind of answering the second question already. Okay. <laughs> but what has been your personal experience with perfection paralysis? Like. When did you really identify, like, yeah, I really feel like I am experiencing perfection and paralysis in this moment? Uh, like, when did you start noticing it for yourself? Uh, I think to notice it, there's, there's a difference between noticing it in hindsight and noticing it as it evolves, because mm-hmm. I think how you talk to yourself about what you do impacts what you notice, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm if I celebrate the part of me that is very specific and meticulous, I won't consider that perfection paralysis. And for a long time, that's how I related to myself. Like I'm meticulous. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, um, I think when I realized that I was a person that had a lot of ideas and very little execution Mm. and that I don't like the things that I actually pour my time into because they don't fill me as much. So I oh, will say... Please dive into that right there because it's how I feel right now. <laughs> please right. stand on that because right. I some clarity on this one. What? So, I mean, I I spent a lot of time being active. Like, so I'm, I pledged, I'm in a sorority. I, mm-hmm. I was active in my sorority and I did a lot of projects through my sorority and stuff. Um, because I knew how to do that well. I didn't feel the perfection paralysis concern there because Mm -hmm. I I knew how to execute it well. Um, The risk that would involve putting myself out there on social media or on, you know, like whatever, when it comes to like creating a podcast or I have this festival idea that I've had since literally like 2005 Mm -hmm. that I have done nothing about yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or, you you know, just uh, just a bunch of things that I have ideas about that, um, I, I, I wasn't comfortable with putting it or, or, or the trial version, like the, the growth span Quiet. of, yeah. oh, when I start this channel, like I'm going to make mistakes in the beginning. So I was like, I just put all of my energy into, oh, let me throw these programs for my story. Let me, whatever. And it, it was good for me. Like it did a lot for me on a resume level or whatever, but it also didn't fill me. And that's, and that's how I found myself like aligned with, you know, people that probably weren't good for me, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Not that they were bad people that just weren't good for me, but, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I know I'm like saying a lot of things, (laughs) but I just think, so that's like one aspect is like the creative part of me, um, that, and I, and and so another thing about perfection paralysis is I think it, it can create the jack of all trades component. Mm-hmm. So what is a hump that requires concentration to get it right and to to develop a concept yeah. becomes a I'm disinterested onto the new thing. And so then I start to rely, relay myself as a jack of all uh, trades. Like, oh, well, I just have so many things. Like, am I might want so many do. things. Yes. You know? Um, so well. it's it can be like that, too. But then, as I was saying before, also, just the just how I relate to myself, the um, 
I think I'm a lot better at being vulnerable. I, I mean, even just in how I'm talking to you right now, I feel like this is not something that I could have done like several years ago, just talking about like some of my, you know, but I'm like, I'm insecure about yeah. my body. I, that's what I really like this, literally this morning, I had a conversation with myself about the fact that like I have been in hiding about the fact that I don't like my body, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean? That means on Instagram, you'll only see pictures or videos of me head up. What does that mean? That means there are maybe opportunities I don't want to be a part of because like, I don't want to be in that picture. Yeah. yeah. Like this, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, just all this stuff, like taking pictures with your partner. Yeah. Um, just all of the ways that part of celebrating yourself, I might not do because... I have to like acknowledge that, that that's what my body looks like. And that's like, Oh my God, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, so like when I treat it like a, I am a person that's rethinking how I eat. I'm eating like, you know, the, the prescription for that is yeah. let me eat like this. But when I really address like what I have is a body image issue, the prescription for that is very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, how can I can meet myself better when I'm stop when I stop trying to, hide the fact, live in hiding, mm-hmm. you know, and hide the fact that like, I don't like My this about myself. Right. 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 You know, you definitely, that is a uh, vulnerable and like admittance to say that out loud and to yourself, like yeah. to recognize that. Um, but the one that really hit home for me is the jack of all trades. Um, because I've always been the type of person that always feel like I could do anything. <laughs> like, you can ask me, can you do this? I'm like, yep, that's, I can do it. Yeah, for sure. Come on, I can do it. I start doing it and I'm like, bro, somebody probably has a passion for this, can do so much better than I am doing. <laughs> and I just leave it and I go to the next thing that's exciting me. And so it just becomes that loop of things where I'm not following through on the things that I've started. And half the time, sometimes when I've started these things, it's because I don't feel like it's good enough. Or like it's 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 not up to what I envisioned it to be. So I'm like, you know what? Instead of continuing, which is what people who really like master stuff, they really like just continue through that phase of when it doesn't look right, they still keep going. You know, right. that's that's the point I never reach. And I think that's be- that's because I have this stupid perfection paralysis that I always want something to look a certain way, and when I start working on it and it doesn't look that way, I'm like, nah. This needs to crap. I need to try something else. So I'm going to go and do another thing. And it's the same cycle. It's the same thing all the time. So. Right. It's like, if you, if you see on the internet, you'll see a lot of people that will say like their first drawing versus like a, a version of that drawing, like two years later. And that first drawing is very novice, very <laughs> elementary. I'm like, oh, I could be a good I drawer. Could, yes. really yeah, for sure. If I actually keep going, I might actually get somewhere, you know, but I yeah. just stop at this point and I just go to the next thing, which does not help me at all. Um, so yeah, that pisses me off about myself, but I definitely feel like, like you, I have become more vulnerable. I don't know if it's like a great place to be for me yet, just because... Um, I think I get more sad in my vulnerability. I'm like, wow, mm. like, really? Like, I really did not push myself through this. Like, why? Like, I get really closed off and I like, really question my... Because I don't know, I think I'm a very introspective person. I, I'm 
triple critical of myself than I am of others. Like I'm so understanding of others and I'll like motivate and push you and say, come on, you can do this. But when it comes to myself, I'm just like down that rabbit hole. So I'm at that stage right now, but I definitely feel like I can get better. You know, I can definitely push myself. Um, But I think right now I just have to stay in this feeling and feel what I'm feeling, express what I'm feeling. And eventually, that is definitely something yeah. to carry through um, with pushing myself. Like, come on, like, it's okay to, like, not get this right. You know, you can right. try again, you know. I will get there. But for yeah. now, this is where I'm at, and I have to acknowledge that part of me, yeah. I um, think sharing at your own level is important, right? So, like, yeah. like because taking a risk of vulnerability that you're not ready for will put you deeper in there if yeah. it doesn't go right. You know what I mean? So... I mean, it's a process, right? So I it think is it's a okay. process. It's okay. I, I feel like there are a lot of moving parts in that process as well, because I do feel like you need the right environment, you need the right people around you to also hone in on that vulnerability. Because, like, yes, you can be vulnerable, but it can definitely go down a spiral if you're doing it by yourself. Like, if you have people that can support you and say, so, you know, like, it's okay to feel this way, you know, like a little bit of validation, a little bit of reassurance, you're definitely going to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? So, 100%. So many moving yeah. parts in it. Yeah. <laughs> The next question is, um, what do you think people are aiming for when they are stuck in a cycle of perfection? Um, And if your answer to that is to be perfect, um, in what essence? But I'm pretty sure you're not going to say to be perfect. (laughs) Um, What are people aiming for? When they are stuck in that cycle that I just explained. Uh, I think maybe they're aiming for validation. That's Mm -hmm. my first thought, right? Because if... It's hard for us to imagine that this imperfect version is good enough, that is worthy of praise. Right. And even if we get it, it might feel wrong. It's like, you know, that part of us that, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that, um, that skit that Amy Poehler did, but it was more kind of critiquing the fact that like women do that, like, De- depre- uh, what is it? Self-deprecating bonding culture where mm-hmm. like if somebody is like, Oh my god, I love your hair. What? It's stringy today. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, <laughs> so that that kind of thing. Um I know, where if 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 I post something and I know like uh like the edit in this episode is not how mm-hmm. I wanted it to be, and somebody's like, I love that episode, then you're gonna be like, thanks. That edit isn't how I wanted it to be, but thanks. You know, instead <laughs> of just receive instead of receiving, receiving it. So I think it's very hard for us to feel worthy when we don't put our best product out. Yeah. You know? Sure. Indeed. Um, and I think, do you think there's a difference between validation and attention? Because I feel like that can get easily um, confused, especially in the social society. The, the fact that we're always on social media and, you know, some people will say, uh, where one person... Okay, how do I explain this question? Because what I'm trying to say is that there are people that will describe others as attention-seeking, and there is kind of like negative and positive of attention-seeking. So I'd say attention-seeking in a positive way is validation, but we all need validation as humans, yeah? Um, Yeah. But there's also a flip side of attention-seeking where it can be negative, where this person is actually like thriving on the attention that they're looking for, the validation they're looking for from people. Um, whereas the positive side is like, you know, just as humans, yeah, you know, I, I like to be complimented. I like to be told, you know, I look nice today or or I'm doing good at this, you know, like. 
Yeah. Ooh, this is <laughs> complicated. It's complicated. So hard yeah. to answer in a linear way. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, what is it? Uh, attention. Attention. Yes. I mean, if we are not in tune with the part of us that wants wants attention mm-hmm. for something, then that's how we get like passed up for raises or something like that because it's like yo like I want my name on this project (laughs) like I want to be the face of this because like this is my creative baby like I give me the attention that I need like I don't you know so it's important for us to want attention right or credit or whatever you know but um yeah I mean it's a it can be a form of validation seeking which is that even inherently bad it's so I, I feel like know. it might just be a situational <laughs> thing, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. um my first Instagram account, um, I deleted it and it's was really it's not stupid, but it was a simple reason where I would post stuff like pictures of myself and just nice things. And people were like, oh my every time people would comment like, Whoa, you're so beautiful and you like and I'm like bro like this picture is so simple to me like where what are you talking about where is the beautiful where is the where is the comments that you are saying like it used to piss me off because I felt like people were lying to me but it wasn't it was me that wasn't able to receive these compliments but do you see how that really follows what I was saying before it's like if you're not putting in your 100% you can't even receive praise right like I don't feel worthy of what I'm getting yeah which is really warped and it's like I mean, <laughs> no like the more the more that I because I I my historically I've been a substance abuse counselor now I'm a couples counselor and couples right. counseling is so oh my god what I learned about the human experience through couples counseling and how much we are like scabs of our <laughs> upbringing you yeah. know what I mean and just like walking around with all of these unresolved mm-hmm. stuff like like how we're parented means wait it's ridiculous how much it means it's yeah. ridiculous and that's so crazy the thing that I posted today for for Instagram was basically um, it was a book by Robin Norwood, a woman who loved too much, and that's what she talks about: the women who are addicted to like toxic relationships because of how they were raised. Like as a child, they were the parent, and you know, like the the way that we are raised are is so essential to what we do in our daily lives today as adults, or you know, like growing up. We it all connects to how we were raised, and it's just like wow you would never like the connections are mind-blowing for the things that are connected to our past as a child um to what we do today it's just like it's fascinating to me it's fascinating yeah yeah i forgot what i was saying though (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay you get it you were talking about uh you're doing a couples therapy and Yeah. yeah yeah so um just what I'm learning about how much of how we show up to things being a result of how we were parented and what this means about like things like validation. And I mean, it's so yeah, perfection paralysis easily falls into that, like validation seeking behavior um, or feeling unworthy. I mean, history of feeling unworthy is, I think not only the how we were parented, but I think the kind of positive or negative regard we receive in our early education systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see that in my daughter, like she's really loved by her teachers and is complimented a lot. And so like, she's very confident about her ability. Nice. nice. 
because she just gets a lot of compliments. And I, I imagine like what it must be like for the kid that, that is, yeah, you know, who's just yeah. quiet. Yeah. Like even if you're attentive, but if you're just quiet and you don't have a bubbly yeah. personality and so you don't receive positive affirmations all the time for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, actually, just us talking about that and you refer- referencing your daughter, I I can see the link in terms of like growing up in the Caribbean, you know, like just in the schooling system. Um, I personally, I feel like we were separated based on how we could, how we did academically, you mm-hmm. know, how it was, it really split us up based on what we did on books like if we were good like academically okay that's a bright child you know i'm gonna put it in that class with these children um versus the kid that would probably do well academically but they can use their hands like they're so creative that wasn't praised too much that wasn't something that would be like oh wow like you could do this like you know like they weren't the ones that were really affirmed um in the caribbean i would say my personal experience i feel like that um but on the flip side the fact that i had a mother that praised these types of things Mm -hmm. look at all parallels and see that's beautiful you know and i think that's again why i am who i am in terms of why i love to like see the differences in people and really appraise that like see like wow like you can do this and i can do like geez like look at you (laughs) i will legit tell you like if i find something that I cannot do and you can do it. I'm like, whoa, yo, you can do this. I can't do that. Like, look at you, you're awesome. And it's it's nice to see, you know, how the person reacts to that. You know, it, it, at first you can see that they might be a little bit uncomfortable because they've never received that before. Um, and sometimes it's just like, yeah, you know, I guess I can do it. You're telling me this. I'm not sure if you're lying to me. You know, it's just fascinating to see. Um, but again, it all connects to how we parented. And our our experiences as a child, so yeah, those are a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and so what, I mean, to me, what that kind of brings up too is like how the concept of perfection paralysis can also be generated by what society identifies as worthwhile. Yeah, you know, so like entire career decisions can are you know people make good money being doing like house stuff you know so like yeah. doing you know Real jobs like just common jobs yeah like yeah. the kind of things that people get like a certificate for instead of a degree mm-hmm. so like you can be a good dental hygienist yeah. you know and make good <laughs> no you make good money Fair money you yeah. can make good money doing that or even you know being a, a beauty if you own your own beauty hair salon or you know yeah. whatever the case may be like so you can make a lot of money doing hand stuff yeah uh but because it's like the kind of thing that you're able to do through a community college certification or like a specialist kind of certification, it's just not revered as worthwhile. I remember one time, even though obviously this isn't the same, you know, but it's an important question that was asked to me in my career class in my master's to become a clinical, you know, psychologist. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the question was who do you think is more impactful in in our health system a doctor or sanitation workers like say if you were if you were a, if you were a mayor mm-hmm. and you had to only pay one 
group of people to keep our system like Private healthy and yeah, healthy and clean and you know, you know, who which which job would you fund? Would you fund sanitation workers mm-hmm. or would you fund doctors? And when you really sit and you think about like if there was no sanitation workers, if if garbage just piled up, yeah. what would that mean about our health systems? Yeah. It's so you know what I mean? So, yeah, and I think that's what we learned with COVID though. Because all the jobs that we look down on are like, yeah, come on, you are cleaning toilets. That's not anything. But who's going to do it? It needs to be yeah. done. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it is, it is 100% a valid job and a successful job just because it needs to be done. Like, people don't think about it and they don't praise it, but it has to be done. And honestly, um, I would have chosen the custodian over the doctor because... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was that was my choice too. Yeah, but yeah, I just, it's just when you think about like perfection paralysis, like what does it mean to be able to sit in front of your partner's parents and to say, "I do this." Like th- choices are made based on things like that, you know. Like yeah. feelings of self worth yeah. are based on that. that you true. know, that is definitely a valid conversation. So, like, definitely know. And feel proud of what you do. I feel like, hmm, can I proudly say that I like clean toilets? Probably not. No, because I, I don't know how to. It's just not me, clearly. Yeah. Honestly, it's just not me. And that is a valid answer. You know what I mean? There will be somebody else that can say that probably, but that's just not me. And that's okay, you know? Um, but I feel like these are things that a lot of us struggle with. Um, in terms of how we define ourselves, we definitely mm-hmm. do think of how others would perceive. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we truly like it, we like question ourselves like, mm, but they'll say this, they'll say that. Why do we give so much thought to other people and what they think? You know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish, I wish social media could flip and help us with these types of problems in terms of gi- in, instead of giving us the problems of really double down you know on, our, on ourselves and like oh wow this is what i do like people are not gonna you know yeah maybe this yeah. society i don't know i wonder how it was without social media how it really happened i feel like a lot of stuff was happening it was just not in the public eye i feel like a lot of stuff that is like publicized and looked at so badly was definitely happening years okay, ago okay so are you i mean what you're what you're talking about right <laughs> No, no, That's no. It's, it's such an important part of the perfection paralysis of like being visible in, in mm-hmm. the year 2021 mm-hmm. because the opportunity for mistakes. I know so many people that have deleted the history of their accounts because they don't want a, a past post to be scrutinized as they become get get you know higher up in their profession. Yeah. Or and even me, like I'm an opinion sharer on my Twitter page, and as I'm developing my podcast and I do this thing like as spaces has developed on on Twitter I do this thing called Caribbean link up so like we bring together uh, people of Caribbean descent like from like Spanish speaking French speaking English speaking it's like super cool we do all this translation it's like a really dope space yeah um so but like as I've gotten like several more followers since then I'm not still not like I'm not like blown up (laughs) the point the point is no the point is there are more eyes on me especially because I'm the moderator of that space and it happens monthly Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I can't process my feelings or my my questions because I'm a very inquisitive person Mm -hmm. and sometimes 
I'm not making a statement about what should be, but I am asking probing questions about what is. Mm-hmm. And that is a very difficult thing to do. You can't question these things that are that are that have been created as um safe spaces or mm-hmm. safe uh perspectives for uh disenfranchised people. Yeah. And it's like is this helping or hurting or I don't know. So it's it's very difficult to yeah. so the, the more perfect. visible yeah the more visible you come the more like you like you feel like you're tiptoeing around lots of stuff because you don't wanna you know yeah so tough so that's also for me even having a podcast I and I've, I've talked about this like from the beginning of my podcast to now that sometimes I don't even want the podcast to be successful just because I'm afraid of you know the things that are going to come of the success you know and it's something that I'm working through just because it's <laughs> at the end of the day you, you shouldn't be thinking about all these things like I want to, when I do become successful I want my successful to my success to be so genuine like I want to still be able to be me unapologetically like I want to have the confidence to do that when I am successful you know but it is still hard right now thinking like oh should I post this like Ugh, what are they gonna think you know yeah love hate relationship huge. honestly love hate relationship um, but that's why at the end of the day I am so grateful to do, do like just do it on their own and look at my stuff share stuff I'm so grateful um, because it just keeps me genuine it keeps me at my own my own level like it, it keeps me doing me and yeah I'm so thankful to people listen to this because <laughs> I'm all over the place sometimes so thank you very much for listening I appreciate you honestly 100% appreciate 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 you <laughs> you know I always want to put that out there I that is so relatable for everything I mean again like I told you I have my podcast I have this Caribbean mm-hmm. link up thing I feel like I don't I, I don't know if I could say my star is rising, but I can say I'm stepping into my purpose, nice. you know? And as I, so the p- part of me, I'm a believer. The mm-hmm. part of me that believes in my purpose feels like, you know, what is for me, no human can take away from me. And so mm-hmm. I will continue to forge forward with that and, you know, whatever, as long as I remain humble. Um, I, definitely have fears of success for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. And I I think uh, I had come up with my podcast concept and like really had everything, like the theme song, the the graphic, the, you know, all that stuff. I had it in like September. I released my first episode in February or March because I, I was very much crippled by the perfection paralysis of like, one, because my thing is, my podcast is about um, uh, mental health and identity related issues through the Caribbean lens. And, yeah. and so it's like, okay, I'm a diaspora. Mm-hmm. Do I even get to talk about Caribbean issues? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does anybody even care about a person with an accent like mine speaking about the Caribbean? You know yeah. what I mean? Um and I think that was a huge part of like my fears is like, you know, am I allowed to do that? Or, but even yeah. just, I don't know. I'm not used to making mistakes in front of people. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. So 
I know it's 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 definitely tough, but I just think it's it's part of life, you know. Like it's part of our journeys. Um, we most definitely will be different five years down the line. We could tell somebody else, you know, yeah, I feel that. Like I've been through that. It's it's okay, my love. Like you will get wherever you need to go. So mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for it. <laughs> Our next question is, um, ooh, is there a way out of the cycle of perfection paralysis, or is it just a humanistic trait that we all use? Um, and is there any like coping mechanisms to accept this cycle that we may experience? you know, time to time, do you think? Hmm. Is there any way out? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just... How did you get risk- out? Let's do that. How did you get out? <laughs> I think it's just risk-taking. I think it's just deciding, you know... Um, yeah. Choosing. Intentional choosing. It's, I think it's just... I, I think we need to have a conversation with ourselves about what fa- what we think failure is. You know? Yeah. Because, like, what is what is failure like it's kind of like this concept of if i'm in a marriage for like 10 years and it was good and then like we mm-hmm. we change and we get a divorce like was is this a failed marriage like we had 10 great years like you know what i mean yeah so so um i i think how do we get how do how did i how did i get out <laughs> of the cycle no because to me i was living and hiding a lot how did i get out of the cycle um, perfection paralysis. Wow. So the the perfection paralysis of the creativity. I think personally, I just face my demons as it relates to rejection because to me that's what it what what comes up is my rejection wounds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like do I feel good enough? And I don't know that I've healed that. But it's more like I'm I, I'm willing to be rejected. Like a good actor, a good singer mm-hmm. has to be willing to go on auditions and get none for a while. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I have, to, <laughs> I have to be willing. I have to be willing to record podcast episodes yeah. and get few views for a while. You know what yeah. I mean? I have to I have to be willing to do that. Um, and then also, like, I think what it is for some, for instance, like when it comes to something like my podcast, because that's just a very salient for me right now as far as mm-hmm. analysis. Um I also just feel like I don't care if it never gets successful because I've always I've always wanted to create a body of work and I'm doing yes. that. Yes. And like my daughter can listen to it one day. Yes, and, that's where I'm at. Yes. Yeah, like I just I you know that's meaningful in my world in the in the world that matters to me that's meaningful that like I have done a podcast and like my friend has been like, whoa, like that conversation that you had with that person, like that resonated so much. And like, and then we'll have a side conversation about it. And like, it became an opportunity for us to, to, to recognize that hey, we have this similarity about our insecurities about this or about our fears and relationships. And like, now we're honest with each other about that. Yeah. Um, so it, it will always have an impact in my life or, or do the job that it was meant to do in that regard. Now, when it comes to the perfection paralysis that relates to like the vulnerability concept, how did I get past that? I think I realized that I am not attracting the people that are aligned to me when I'm being inauthentic with myself. Mm. Um, when I am posturing, mm-hmm. what comes in is not what's for me. It's what's for the fake version of me. Right. It doesn't align. Yeah. So when I can 
be uh, flawed, mm-hmm. you know, when I can be a person that is learning how to do better at X, Y, Z yeah. and like acknowledging I am not great at this yet. Um, mm-hmm. And then I get friends who enjoy being on that journey with me. Right. Ah, that is so true. That is so true. Um, in terms of me, I think I might like. So, I feel like I do experience a lot of perfection paralysis. But for me personally, I feel like I'm somebody who it depends on my mood. It's a very moody thing for me. So there'll be times when I don't give a flying shit <laughs> what anybody says. Like, I'm pretty sure the reason we're having this podcast is because there was just one time on my mood, I was just like, yeah, I posted this and I definitely realized I had a mistake in it. But hey, it is what it is. Like, I legit posted, like, I was owning it. I didn't give a shit in that moment. But there were times when I would not be able to do that. I would definitely delete that post. I would 100% commit. I'll tell you that I put, I posted it, deleted it because I made a mistake, you know? So I think a lot of it for me um, is just owning it, you know? Owning the failures, owning the mistakes and the fuck-ups. Like, I am definitely... Um, I feel like that is a coping mechanism for me um, in terms of perfection paralysis because when you own it and acknowledge it, it makes you say, so what, you know? It's still out there. Like, it's fine. It's still resonating with somebody. Somebody's still going to connect with it. Um, I also definitely resonate with um, feeling that what if the start, what you're putting out there doesn't reach success? Like, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm still doing it for me. Like, I think of my podcast as a legacy. Like, I want to be 50 or 60 or even 80 because I'm going to live long. <laughs> I listen to my podcast and like, listen, I'm like, well, Francine, look at you at this age. That's what you're thinking, girl. Like, come on. If you only knew what you were going to do in 10 years, you know, uh-huh. you wouldn't be thinking, you wouldn't be worrying about this. And also the people that I have. So you, for me to listen to you 10 years down the line and say, oh, look at RJ, you know, look at her now. Like, I love these moments. I love it. It's beautiful. I love it's, it. it's, yeah. And I'm meeting, I'm meeting so many amazing people through the podcast too. Yeah. But I think what, one thing that I wanted to add is um, when you're talking about like, uh, you know what helps you get past perfection paralysis is mm-hmm. also realizing your our relationship with trust mm-hmm. shifts when we let go of perfection paralysis because yeah. I can trust that your your intentions with me are pure if mm-hmm. I'm showing up to you right in an as a genuine version of myself right Indeed. um yeah so I yeah it's 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 a lot I've found that my I can trust people I can trust what is as like a um not something transient but mm-hmm. as a person that's true. Yeah. The person because, that you're showing up as in the moment. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well we ended up answering the last question anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, but I'm gonna ask it anyways, just in case you have anything else to add. But it was what have you learned from feeling caught in that loop and what can others do? So basically our advice to other people that are feeling the way that we are feeling. What have I learned? I I've learned that it's the process. I I I think sometimes when you've gotten past something, you almost want to relieve people of their something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that. I'm not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I used to be that. That's the fixer in me. I used to like, let me help you. you yeah. This is what's your, you know, but it's like, it's their journey. I don't, I almost don't have advice because it's your journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that like, that's an important thing. I think the, the one of the most beautiful things we can do for ourselves in our like oh what I when I struggle with this or you know I want it to be perfect is like if you don't feel ready then don't do it actually because why put yourself in the line of criticism that you can't mm-hmm. handle if that's not where you are I can handle the criticism now I yeah. can some somebody can tell me like I can have a I can have a podcast episode with maybe a member of an LGBT community and ask a question that somebody feels like that wasn't an appropriate question. Mm-hmm. And I can have, uh, I can deal with that backlash. I can deal with yeah. that community saying F Audrey. I can right. deal with that. But if, <laughs> you know what? If um, you're not ready for that, then maybe just don't do it. And that's okay. Cause like, that's yeah. not your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, wow. <laughs> wow. Because that's what I definitely agree. I'll say that Um, because there have been times when people share things on social media and I like really commend them because I'm like, wow, kudos to you for sharing that. Um, And I hope you knew the capacity of sharing that, you know, because you're going to get all versions of everything. Everybody's going to have an opinion on it. But if you decided to post that, you were probably ready for the opinions. And I hope you were ready for the opinions because I, myself, I think that I definitely have to be in a space for me to be prepared for whatever comes when I put something out there, you know? Because sometimes we feel like when we delete stuff on social media, it's gone forever. But let me tell you, it's still there. So (laughs) somebody screenshot it. Somebody, somebody can't find it, honestly. So some, from the somebody's time you talking about it in the chat. Yep. And, and so if if somebody didn't screenshot it, some hacker can find that trail. Okay. So kudos to you. And I just like hope that whatever you put on social media, you are always prepared for whatever is coming. And if at the end of the day you're not prepared, that was probably your journey, you know? Maybe that's gonna teach you something uh, if you're not prepared. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely do. I respect people's processes and their journeys. Um, yeah. I do offer help. Like I'm not the person who'll say, let me help you. But I will say, I'm here if you need me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? yeah. I definitely yeah. transition to that. Because before, when I was younger, I was like, let me help you. Like, I can help you. I was definitely the younger me. Um, but the older me right now, the, the, the me in this moment is, I am here if you need me. Um, and that's on your time, you know? Um, I think what I'm struggling with now is having that with people, you know, not, they are not able to give me my time. You know, a lot of people are not able to give people the space to go through what they're going through on their own. Um, I feel like a lot of people are taking things personal now um, because (laughs) how do I explain it? Like people are going through things and they're putting it on social media and, you know, like, friendships, relationships. It's like, how are you posting? Like, you're not talking to me. Like, how are you not... You know, why are you not coming to me? You can come to me. I'm like, yeah, but let me just have this time. Like, let me just go for this. Um, And it's hard. It's hard for you to see your friend going for something. You know, you definitely do take it personally. Like, wow, like she can't even come to me. And she's going through this personally like that. That really hurts. But it's not about you, you know. Right. It's, It's their process. So it's like, it's definitely 
me, I talk about a lot of things that are really complicated, obviously. Right, right, yeah. right. That's the type There's, of person I am. Like, I see, I can see it on your face, guys. Like, you should see her face right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, my yeah. face is, I'm processing all the things. Because there's so many, you know what it is? I have so many, many responses. I'm like, how do I condense a response yeah. to this? <laughs> um, I, oh, goodness. It's true, though. It's I reality. Think, I, think, I think, I think the problem, and this is, nothing to do with perfection and paralysis but <laughs> i love but i love this because like why have the perfect perfection paralysis conversation yeah right? like, yeah it's a conversation you know, what i'm really yeah. interested yeah. in is our conversation right. yeah. yeah so um i think the problem or how i assess it right mm-hmm. the problem with the world is that we don't give people space to experience things in their way and that's on both sides so like mm-hmm part of maybe what somebody should do for you is to give you your space to experience it that way. And then part of what you should do for them is to acknowledge that it's their experience to feel left out. Like, you know, and and like, that's not entitlement. I think there's a lot of like, nobody owes you anything energy these days. That's like, whatever. Like I, (laughs) I've decided for myself that I want a friend that does that, takes the initiative to reach out to me sometimes, you know, yeah. like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have that to offer, then you can be like a different, like it could be like the person that I meet at the Fed mm-hmm. and not the person that I invite to my private dinner party. And right. that's okay. Yeah. For me, you know what I mean? Like yes. and that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that either one of us have done anything wrong. Like it's okay. It's okay for you to do your thing. And it's okay for me to adjust what that means about how I, treat you because yeah. that that's not what fulfills me man honestly this all comes down to love for me at the end of the day because <laughs> as i always think of love as loving so many versions of a person i feel like as you get older you're definitely changing so many different versions and i feel like the person that is able to withstand that like when two people are able to withstand the two journeys like two individual um experiences or journeys that is truly love like you the fact that you have stayed around for all these people to experience because even when you get older and you can't do shit for yourself and you know like you're what's i mean once a man twice a child like yeah that's another chapter of love you know so it's just like yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's that's it for me honestly <laughs> <laughs> love is no love is, love is beautiful but, it, but you see how, how, old, how old are you i just turned 27 okay okay <laughs> <laughs> I, just I was just curious yeah i just turned I was... 27 and yeah i feel like even me just from my personal experiences i i'm definitely learning what i do want um in others um mm-hmm. And I'm also learning how to be there for others because mm-hmm. of the things that I've experienced and they're experiencing. So, yeah. Right, right. I think my biggest love, if we're going to you know, speak love podcast, <laughs> we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about my, it. My biggest love lesson is uh, learning when, learning how to extend grace, but also learning how to do it for, for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um and that this, this does tie in the perfection paralysis thing, right? <laughs> extending, no, extending grace, like just recognizing like everything's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But then also like recognizing, you know, I have been at stages where I needed 
people to just move with compassion um, and just recognize that like I was in a bad space and didn't have that to offer or like that I just had a bad moment. But then also realize like my safety feels compromised with this person and like I don't want to force it. I, I You know what I mean? Like, because I yeah. think, at least for me, I have a cutting people off way about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've curtailed it in a way that works better for me. I think before I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> machete like <laughs> yeah 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 first I would hand in my letter of resignation to the family. by the way this is, this is this is why you ain't shit yeah. like you know what I mean um so now I don't do that as much as far as the letter of resignation and it's yeah. more like a, a, a slow and steady fade out or whatever but mm-hmm. I think I used to feel more I used to do it more I do it less but I feel less guilty even though I, when I did it more I felt more guilty I feel less guilty now because then this is a part of me that's like honoring myself that's true with myself which is like you know I've just don't like people who do certain things I don't feel safe here I don't feel like forcing myself to to be jokey with you I am not honoring myself when Mm -hmm. I am being around somebody who is capable of doing xyz to me you know what I mean like and I don't yeah it's okay it is. <laughs> this is such a beautiful conversation. Thank yes, you. Yes, so darling. Much, Audrey. It was really nice. I really had I really had a therapeutic experience talking to Aww. you. It was really nice. I feel like we definitely moved off the topic, came on the topic, moved on the topic, but it was just right. It felt good to Yeah, me. yeah. It, it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. It it did. I I yeah. I uh you know it helps to process things out loud. I was already I woke up in a processing mood today. Today I don't know when this is going to be published, but today yeah. is the last day of, uh, of a Mercury retrograde. So I think yeah. for me, there is um, some things coming around for me oh, today. Yeah. Thinking on, on my on a mental. Thank you for being an agent of like helping me understand some of the importance of like me cutting my hair off because like mm-hmm. you are part of that. Yeah. So like you're part of you're part of my new lock journey now. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy that I was part of it. So you're going to put locks back. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't know what I I'm um, I am not in control, and that's what I love about where I am right now is okay. I am letting the energy guide me instead of me deciding that this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I spiritually feel attuned to a new you know free form journey mm-hmm. as part two, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I might go. I might pass by a barber shop and be like, you know what? Let me let me get a markup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I when I cut my locks. It was just like I'm gonna do me whatever I feel like doing. I'm gonna do it, but I definitely do want to put my locks back for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of time. When I feel that time come, then I'm gonna put it. Um, but for now, I'm just doing. I'm doing and experiencing different things. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful again for it. So thank you again, Audrey. Thank you, darling, for the time. I really appreciate it. I hope you come back. And guys, please check out her podcast, the Unlocked Podcast. You have Twitter. Do you have Instagram? Don't it? You don't have Instagram. I do, but it's just not like on and popping, like you know, Twitter. Okay, okay. <laughs> unlocked, unlocked. U N dash L O C apostrophe B. And I look for I look forward to having you on my podcast. I, I I'm a very like I want to be very intentional about yeah. my idea. I think I think we talked about my idea for yes. you on my podcast. But, yeah. So when so I start I my yeah. Yes. But, but keep in touch outside of just 
podcasting. Too. Yeah, come on. I will definitely <laughs> be in touch. You know, you know, just have that popping on Twitter. Like I'm I'm definitely gonna be in touch. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Really appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, my lovely, just checking in. Thanks so much for listening to the Speak Love or Listening podcast. It was created with mental wellness in mind to encourage authenticity and open conversations in hopes that you leave with some inspiration. Take time out for hugs and kisses today. I hope this episode inspired you in some way. Share it if you loved it. Drop a like, comment, and subscribe to us on our platforms. Thanks again for joining this journey with me. I'm Frankie, and I hope you come back for more. Bisous!